Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam! I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for Duckets, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Duckets. Hey, D&D fam. Welcome back. We hope you are doing well. If you're watching, make sure you click subscribe below and also make, you, make sure you go to www.divasandducats.com. You can enter your email just to make sure things that come up, things that we have planned throughout the year, you are fully abreast of. All right. So what? That means up to date. It does. Thank you. Okay. That was word of the day. Um, so what is on our diva docket today? We are talking about things near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. How to raise your credit and lower your debt. Amen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So let's just get into it. Um, on average, mm-hmm. most Americans have at least 39487 So let's just call it $40,000. Of student loan debt. For those that went to college, yes. And at least $5,221 of credit card debt and auto loan or lease that is at least $20,987. So, okay. If you went to school, you would write mm-hmm. around about 40000 40, mm-hmm. Then you might have about 5000 credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Then you got a car payment. You might be around 20000 on, mm-hmm. on average of what you mm-hmm. owe for your car. And mortgage debt that sits at about $220,380. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, in today's housing market... That's actually pretty low. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if all these numbers. <laughs> so, mm, maybe um, well. So, I think just listening to those numbers, mm-hmm. some people might feel comforted in it, right? Um, well, might feel like you're doing better or worse. Like. Or just like normal because that's average, right? I think, mm-hmm. a, a, so I will say that a lot of times when I talk to clients, like they feel overwhelmed by their debt, which is a natural thing. Yeah. But it's like, you're not in this alone, boo. Like, you really are not in this alone. Um, yeah, so I think just hearing the average number, of, especially the credit card debt, you know, because there were a lot of people that don't go to law school. So they, I'm not, I'm not law school girl. Um, <laughs> college, so they don't have the student loan debt. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of people are renting, so they don't have the mortgage debt. But I think uh, the relatability really is around that car debt and mm-hmm. around the credit card debt. And even if you don't like just what it adds up to, because essentially mm-hmm. it adds up to between the car and the um, credit cards is about 25000 mm-hmm. in debt. So mm-hmm. even if it's on either side, like, oh, I don't have a car payment, but I, I've got 20000 in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. It's still when you right. look at the number right. under that umbrella of outside of housing and student loans, most Americans mm-hmm. have some kind of loan out there right. worth about 25000 right. when you right. when you do the math. Right. Um, okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We have this there and acronyms i do not remember what fico Mm -hmm. stands for do you know what fico stands for okay so essentially fico is your credit it measures your credit worthiness Mm -hmm. it measures your credit uh how trustworthy you are when it comes to paying back debt Mm -hmm. um i am not sure the reason that well i have a conspiracy theory but we won't get into it Mm, that's (laughs) you know I'm not sure the reason that we started having FICO because, again, 100 years ago, we didn't. So I'm not sure why then. I mean, because then we were trading furs for pots. Mm, I guess. Okay. You need to put a number on it. Fine, I guess. <laughs> um, we got out of barter. Um, right. 
you know, my thing was like, you know, it's systemic, but let's not, we don't have to go down that route. Um, and so, but there are three basic bureaus that um, report and, and mm-hmm. track your credit. And so those TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are the three. Usually those scores are, they should be pretty close together. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some folks, depending on like if you're going for an auto loan versus a credit card, like some look at TransUnion versus another one might look at Experian. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know the rhyme or reason behind that, but that's why it's important to kind of check all three when you can, mm-hmm. just because if there's something, um, if there's a huge discrepancy between your scores, mm-hmm. uh, there's most likely some a kind problem. of, yeah. um, there's a there's a flaw, mm-hmm. something, something mm-hmm. happened, <laughs> happened there. So, a bureau. It is a company that collects the account information and provides that information to you in the form of a credit report. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those, basically, if you have a credit card, every every month, they're reporting on you. Mm-hmm. So let's just take a just regular Visa. If you, whatever you charge up on Visa on a certain day every month, it's usually like, they call it like the closing day. So mm-hmm. if you ever seen your statement on the closing day, each month they report what that debt is to the credit bureaus. Now, if you are late paying, I'm not telling y'all to be late, but this is one thing that is important. If you're late paying, make sure you don't go 30 days late. Right. Because what happens is those same right. um, Visa, MasterCard, whoever, if you allow it to go 30, so if your payment was due on the 3rd, if you pay between the 3rd and the 1st, okay. Now, you still got a late payment, which is why I'm telling you don't pay it late. But if you allow that 3rd to then go to the next 3rd of the month, they're reporting that on your um, report as a late payment. Right. And those are the kind of things that we'll talk about later that really impact your credit mm-hmm. score. Um and they also report, and it's a way that you can see what you owe versus what your limit is. Mm-hmm. So you might have swiped on your visa. Let's say you're very responsible and you're like, oh, I pay my gas and my groceries on this card. So you bought about four or $500 worth of gas and groceries and you paid it off. They report that and it looks like I owe nothing mm-hmm. because for the month, you don't. But let's say that's not your position. You're not in a position to pay it off and you paid 100 of the $400. It now is every month they're keeping up with what the limit is. So let's just say your limit is $500 mm-hmm. just to make my math easier mm-hmm. in this example. And you owe 100. They're now saying like, okay, on this card, if, if that's your only card, your debt to income is 20% mm-hmm. because you owe 20% of what your uh, limit is on the card. Right. And yeah, and, and what she is referring to is called credit utilization. Um, so, and, and that number, it, it, you know, is one of the major factors in, um, your credit score. They look at the credit utilization of how much, if we give this person a thousand dollars, they basically want to know, do you have to max out credit cards to live? That's what it's looking at. Mm-hmm. And so you want to keep your credit utilization under 30%. Um, so 30% of whatever that balance is on your card, it's a thousand dollars, $10,000. Um, and you know, we like to use even numbers yeah, yeah. so a thousand dollars you want to keep it under three hundred ten thousand dollars you want to keep it under three thousand mm-hmm. um so that that thirty percent is like that magical number for credit utilization mm-hmm. um and as far as what she was saying like with the Experian and trans union mm-hmm. um and Equifax so you can run your credit report um an annual credit report you can run it in um each year mm-hmm. for free and basically, those are the three credit bureaus. And the main differences in, in them are the credit scores. Like she said, they're not a big difference. They're, I think one uses like 280 and the other one might start at 300. Um, the majority of them all go up to 850. And but it's more so in we're going to talk about the five factors that the credit report uses mm-hmm. is more so in the fact that like TransUnion, I think, uses um, 40, 40% at the payment history, one might use 35%. So they use those factors differently. Um, and I think one also focused more on the Vanguard score versus the FICO score because there are six factors with Vanguard okay. and five factors with FICO. Okay. So, um, but other than that, like it's really no, a bank might have a preference, like she said, or a loan company might have a preference in what they use. But as far as you trying to get down or raise your credit score or lower your debt, there's really no difference in 
um, looking at those reports for you as, as a consumer. Right. Um, and so do you want to get into the actual, like, what is, what is your credit score composed of? Mm-hmm, what, sure. So let's just picture a nice <clears throat> pie chart, and it adds up to 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. So depending on, again, what she was saying with TransUnion versus Equifax and Experian, 60 to 65% of that pie chart are two categories, mm-hmm. your payment history and what you owe. So your payment history, again, depending on which bureau is is looking at it, is 35%. Mm-hmm. And your payment history is simply, do you pay and do you pay on time? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you are paying the minimum. Do you pay that minimum right. and did you pay it on time? Right. So think, to think about it this way, a third of your score of what makes you look good or bad is just that you paid them when you told them you were paying, mm-hmm. period. It's just like, okay. She may not have paid us everything. Again, we're going to do this $10,000. She did not pay us all $4,500 of what she owes on this credit card. But she paid that whatever the minimum payment Mm -hmm. is on the 5th of the month. Mm -hmm. Okay. so And I think that's also um, important mm -hmm. with the, um, like she was saying, if you have to be like, don't do the 30 days. Because if you pull a credit report... It's a 30, 60, 90 day. There is no like 15 day yeah. or five day, which is why she was saying that. Like if you have to pay late, just make sure it doesn't go through that whole 30, yeah. that 30 day cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other thing, amount owed. So that's what we were talking about with your utilization. Mm-hmm. So in the example I just used of you have a $10,000 limit, but you have a $4,500 balance right there, your amount owed or that utilization ratio is 45 percent which is like eh, it could be better it could be worse mm-hmm, but it could be better mm-hmm. so in that situation that extra 15 percent is pulling your score down a little bit mm-hmm. as opposed to on that same ten thousand dollar limit you owing two thousand dollars it's like okay well she's not really right. using um she's not really maxing out her limit um now as a side note i will say <laughs> that limit is a game because while you do want to stay low on your utilization, sometimes these companies will say, oh, you know, you're really using your card mm-hmm. and lower your limit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are certain rules and parameters around like they can't lower your mm-hmm. limit in a way that will have you maxed out or things like that. But just really stay on top of them, because if you're a person who unfortunately, like people who are good stewards with it, sometimes get their limits lower mm-hmm. because it's like, well, you're not really using the card. So we're going to. So just pay attention to that. I'm not saying that's not a reason to like max out the card. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying pay attention to your limits and any kind of um, because you have to get a notice of that. Any notices you get. Right. Just because, again, if you do have a balance on the card, it affects your utilization. Yeah. So if you owe the 2000 on the $10,000 limit card and they're like, oh, she's not really using it. We're going to lower her limits to $5,000. Well, that changes 2000 when you compare 2000 to 5000 that that um utilization yeah. um shifts is skewed. That's right. good. I um and and I think it's important that she told you that that you will get a notice. Mm-hmm. Right. Make sure you're opening that mail yeah. and and not ignoring that because um they're not going to just drop it. Right? I've I've never had it happen. I do have a credit card that I don't use. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm constantly asking for extensions on that car. <laughs> and, I, you know, they ha- I have gotten denied mm-hmm. the extension because I didn't use the car, but they didn't drop my um, limit. So mm-hmm. make sure, yeah, it's very important that you make sure that you um, pay attention mm-hmm. to those notices. And I did, I had a personal loan that was approved, but I hadn't used anything on it and they yeah. wouldn't close that loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I went and bought groceries just to make sure that it was being used yeah. um, and, and to keep it open because, you know, I want my line of credit open. So, yeah. 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 available if you right. need it. Yeah, you and that's really the point of credit mm-hmm. is, is not to like fully depend mm-hmm. on it, but it's one of those like there if you need it things. Yeah. So it can be it, a great tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if unfortunately you, you need, usually doesn't happen, but you need four tires at once. That's easily... Twelve hundred dollars. You may not have that in cash, and that's okay. But if you have that, those funds available, it's for those type of situations. Or go back and look at that episode from last July. If you're strategic with your cards because they're getting points or travel things like that, like really just be um, 
very intentional, mm-hmm. I would say, about your credit card use. Yeah. Um, so 15% of the pie chart, so we, we're now at the, you know, 65% we told you about. 15%, so now we're about what, 80%, mm-hmm. is the um, length of your credit history. So how long you've had a card, in yes. other words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the longer you've had cards that just to lenders kind of shows like, oh, she, you know, stays with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. She clearly, if she, if you still have the card, they haven't shut you off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. pay, you're a good steward. And so it makes them feel better because yes. they're able to look at this long history of you having um, a decent, um, you know, payback, right. payback mm-hmm. reputation, essentially. Um and so I know my longest card now. My mother cussed me out at the time. You closed it? No, my oh. longest card. I got one like when I was like oh. 18, like, <laughs> and ran it up. Um, so my longest card the at this. The credit utilization was over 30%. It was. It was well over 30%. It was like 90. Um, <coughs> yep, I know. You know better, you do better. You know better, you do better. So, <laughs> but my. One of the things I never really worry about, at least with my credit, is the the length because mm-hmm. some of my cards are coming up on twenty mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. of how long I've had them, and it's right. like you get to a certain point. Where to your point, even if you don't use it, it's like, well, I've had it so long; it's no point yeah. in me. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. And so the, the next, final? the final twenty percent, um, they're ten percent each, so they're on the smaller, smaller waiting scale of it. Mm-hmm. Um, is new credit, so you know, opening up new credit cards, and they they look at that, and then um, your credit mix. So the the mix is basically like what types of um, what co- types of credit do you have? Is it car loans? Is it mortgages? Is it um, just just strictly credit cards? Mm-hmm. So they want you to have a good mix. Again, it's only ten percent, but they do like you to have a good mix of um, different types of of credit. Yeah. Um, and so that I would say, like, my example is you might have, like, a Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. and a Visa. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, some people do certain department stores. Like, you might have Lowe's and then, like, your traditional MasterCard, whatever. Like, it just diversify. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So those are the factors mm-hmm. that determine or make up your credit score. Yeah. All right. So one thing that can also affect your credit score <laughs> Is co-signing, mm-hmm. and to some extent, it's really kind of in reverse if you think about it being an authorized user. Mm-hmm. Um, so the difference, when you co-sign for someone, I am vouching for you. Right. I am saying that if you don't pay whatever the loan amount is, if you don't pay that $10,000 mm-hmm. back, lender, you could come after me for mm-hmm. that $10,000. So they I will. am They will. And so I am so confident that this person is going to pay it back that I am putting mm-hmm. my name as the second borrower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An authorized user is a little different, and a lot of people use it more so as a tool to build um, credit, credit for, for minors the, yeah, for children, or people yeah. who don't really have credit. Mm-hmm. And so basically, it's, let's say I have this Visa card. I add my child or whoever as an authorized user. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't actually have to give them a card. Mm-hmm. Um but they inherit your good credit or bad credit from paying on that card. So essentially they they ride the tail coat mm-hmm. uh, there. They ride the tail of your score. Um, yeah. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. I, it, and now I would say for the children, there is an age limit um, of how, how old a minor has to be. I can't think of the age limit right now because I know I just recently looked it up to see if I could do my 10-year-old, but and they said no. So I know there is an age limit for minors before you use them as an authorized user. And I will also say um, there there are two things. One, like she, I, I think she mentioned it with being an authorized user. That person doesn't have to have access to your credit card. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Right. So but you can give them access. You can yeah. give them a card, you know, if, if you trust them and kind of, you know, I don't know how you, how you monitor and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you don't have to give it to them. So that, that it takes away that, I guess, fear factor of your own credit being messed up. But I yeah. will say as a person that wants to be um, on someone that's an authorized user, make sure that it's, it's a two-way tr- trust street, right? Mm-hmm. You, I think you have to also know, depending on where your credit utilization is, before you get on to them as an authorized user, 
make sure you know where their credit utilization is because it could mess yours up. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm at like 25% and they are at, I don't know, 35% or 40%, like they're over, they know they can pay it down and pay it down at any moment. Like if I get over um, 30%, I'm not worried about it mm-hmm. because I know what to do to make it get down to 30%. Mm-hmm. However, if you're trying to build your credit and a person has that mentality, like I'm not worried about it, I know I can get it down and they truly can, mm-hmm. um, you it's important for you to know. It's important for you to know where the credit utilization is because it can affect yours and and honestly drop your credit score if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, okay. If you are in debt, again, you're normal. Um, <laughs> right. So, I think there's really pros and cons to, there's, there's always multiple ways to skin a cat and there's mm-hmm. pros and cons to each. So, the actual attacking of the debt, the most, the two most common are the snowball and the avalanche. Mm-hmm. So the snowball looks at just the amount that you owe. They're not concerned with the interest. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I am concerned with attacking debt and really that um, feeling of getting it out the way. Right. So easy example, I have three cards. I have one I owe 500. I have one I owe 1,000. I have one I owe 2,000. Okay. So the first one under the snowball method that I would hit is the 500. And instead of paying, so I would continue paying the minimum on the 1,000 and 2,000 because those are still being reported to the credit bureaus. But Mm -hmm. for the 500, instead of paying the $50 minimum, Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at my, um, in my budget. I think we told you back in how to fix my finances, how to go through and find a little extra money. Mm -hmm. And so let's say I could put $200 towards outside of what I got going on towards a credit card bill. So I'm going to pay $200 towards that $500 debt Mm -hmm. until it's paid off. Now, once that's paid (laughs) off, I really have $250 because I was paying $200 on that and I already had to give them $50 Mm -hmm. as the minimum. So we're going to go to this $1,000 credit card and... Pay the minimum on the two thousand one you still have, but on the one that you owe a thousand, I'm now applying two fifty. And so over the course of four months, you've paid off the thousand dollar one. And so you add that two fifty to whatever the minimum was for the thousand dollar credit card, and then you attack the last and mm-hmm. highest balance. Mm-hmm. So the pro to that is <clears throat> the fact that the feeling of accomplishment. It it is very easy to see. I paid this credit card off. It's done. It's out the way. I'm I'm going down the line. The con that the or the most the con that kind of sticks out to my mind is more so the other ones, the interest rates may be higher. So again, they're still building now. You have a plan, so mm-hmm. you're gonna get to them. Mm-hmm. But if there is a negative to take away from that, it is like you're you might be being charged higher interest mm-hmm. on um the other balances that you have. So you wanna walk through the avalanche? What's the avalanche? Oh. <laughs> the avalanche effect because oh. I like the snowball. <laughs> you you having a moment? I am. <laughs> yeah, I know something financially. Go ahead, go ahead. What's the avalanche? Okay, for? so the avalanche, it attack you attack by the interest rate, <clears throat> and so you're not as concerned about the um amount owed, but you're I'm really trying to chip away at the card with mm. the highest interest. Okay. Um, so you're still using your extra money that you find in your budget, but you're just going about it in the order of <clears throat> highest interest rate to lowest interest rate to knock it out. So again, they're kind of opposite pros and cons. The pro to that is you didn't pay them nearly as much money to mm-hmm. borrow money from them. But the con is for some people psychologically it can feel, let's say the highest interest is on a card where you owe $5,000. It's going to take longer paying two fifty dollars a month to really see that 5000 paid off than it would the card where you owe $500 mm-hmm. and you're putting two fifty towards it. So it really just depends on like what's important to you. Yeah. And obviously, because I didn't even know what it was, you already know what my favorite <laughs> method is. I think most people just admire the you yeah, like the snowball. Yeah, the snowball. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that... um. Yeah, I just like that method. Because I think it's more so, like you said, it's a feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. um, of doing that. And most credit cards are going to be around the same interest rate. Like they're Somewhere in that 18 yeah, to 25%. Yeah, most of them going out, they're going to be high. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's the, to me, if I had a $500 credit card at 18% and then, you know, a 5000 one that's at 23%, it's a difference, but mm-hmm. they both high. Yeah. <laughs> Those interest rates are high. You are um, paying to borrow that right. money. 
So the first thing that I do when a client comes to me and they want to pay off debt is I run the credit reports. I'm just always shocked at people who don't know their status. Mm -hmm. And I think some of it is just, um, I don't know. I don't know if people genuinely don't know that they can run their credit reports or they just don't want to know. Like they don't know where to start. I think some people just don't know where to start, yeah. so they don't start, right? I think some of it is a, is a little <clears throat> bit of it, too, is shame, just because, mm-hmm. like, it's almost like when you start your fitness journey, like, getting on that scale to see where the starting point, mm-hmm. sometimes people just don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And okay. I get it, but it's one of those things of, like, okay, when I maxed out that card, like, mm-hmm. you... You can fix it, but you got to kind of know where we are to know how to fix it. And I think every situation is customizable, too. So, for example, there's a difference between an installment loan Mm -hmm. and a credit card. Like an installment loan is still on your credit, but you you have agreed to pay whatever it is a month for three years. And so that kind of thing, you're kind of like, okay, well, we can figure that out versus something that's actually dragging Your credit. The right. installment loan is really not affecting your score unless you're not paying mm-hmm. and they're reporting the that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, even things like that and customizing <clears throat> um, how to go about mm-hmm. it are things you want to, um, you just got to go ahead and rip that Band-Aid off yeah. and know. Yep. Um, the other thing is in terms of your credit and your budget, you can write it down. Mm-hmm. You could do a spreadsheet. I think you have to know you. Mm-hmm. If you're a person that I feel like I do a mix of both. I have found myself in my <laughs> in my iPhone in the notes section every pay period because I have my I have my bills like on a whole list mm-hmm. in the due dates. Mm-hmm. So every pay period I literally find the dates and copy and paste what bills that I owe for that pay period mm-hmm. and check them off and then what I have left. So mm-hmm. I feel like I guess it's like a it's a little ghetto version of a spreadsheet because sometimes I don't make it to the actual computer to type it in. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole point is, I guess it's like writing it down, but in, in your notes section, is keeping up with how much do I owe and how much do I have. Mm-hmm. How, whatever way you do that <laughs> doesn't matter mm-hmm. as long as you are doing it. What you don't want to do is get paid and just start swiping. So... I'll leave it at that because I I do have a lovely spreadsheet that I just love. Mm -hmm. But I will say sometimes when I get paid to make sure I'm keeping up with it, I literally go through the bills and it'll be in my notes. Like, okay, what I got left? What I got to do? And I'll just, I do not think you can pay down your debt. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can pay down your debt and not have something visual. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to write something down. And now it don't have to be in this big old journal with line the graph paper and it broken out in the cop. It doesn't have to be that detailed. I used to have an orange notebook, regular old tablet, and drew two lines. Like mm-hmm. expenses did. It but it has to be something that you are physically taking and, and writing down. Where you can see your Yeah, money. you can't just have this plan in your head mm-hmm. and think you're gonna pay off debt that way. It yeah. is it's not that's how you got into debt probably. Just swiping and thinking, like, because a lot of people are like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I spend it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've talked about that before. Like, the quickest way to see where your priority is or where your spending habits is is just like what a, a, a loan company would do if you was asking for a loan. Let me see the last ninety days of your bank statements. Yep. And go through highlight the highlight core. It. Like you have to, you're gonna have to get in a highlighter. And a pencil if you are serious about paying off debt. I just, there's just, there is no way around that to me. Like that, that, I think that would just be the top thing. You're going to have to get used to some paper or a phone or some kind of app. It's just, it's going to have to be some physical, visual thing that you can see. Um, Maybe something that sends you reminders, you know, and we have different apps that will send you reminders, this is what's owed, you know, and mm-hmm. it congratulates you when you only have this left, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's you can't keep it in your head. No. That you just, that's not going, it's not going to work. The other thing I'll say is be honest with yourself even about that. So some people, again, pros and cons, either way, some people, when they get paid, they pay everything that they owe out before they do anything. Like, I'm just going to pay everything out and what I got left is what I got left. Mm-hmm. Now, that might feel really draining to some people <laughs> like, oh, I'd rather just pay. Again, it's a psychological thing. Mm-hmm. 
I ra- I get paid on the third. I rather pay the thing due on the twelfth on the twelfth. Mm-hmm. If that works for you and you're gonna have the money there and be mm-hmm. honest with yourself, then cool, do that. But if you if you know that you're working on discipline is a thing you're working on, or maybe it's a factor. Because again, sit with yourself and think about within the purchases what led to that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't correct that behavior, it repeats itself. So mm-hmm. even if you zero out, you're gonna run it up again. Mm-hmm. So. If it's a discipline thing, it may work better for you to just pay all your bills out on a third because at least if you just got five hundred dollars left, then at least everything's paid. You got five hundred dollars left. Mm-hmm. Rest it at home, get some Netflix, and then also in paying that, I think um, people don't realize that you can call your bill company and change dates. Like you mm-hmm. could change your payment date um, and organize it how you want to. I don't know how much flexibility you have with doing your mortgage that way. I think that has to be paid between the 1st and the 15th somehow. Yeah. Um, but those other bills, you can, you can change those dates to match with, you know, I know I pay a mortgage, so I might not want to pay my Duke Energy or my heating bill, my highest bill when I have to pay that mortgage or that yeah. rent. I might want to pay that towards the end of the month with my second check. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can call those companies. They want their money. They they, they really do. They I have changed because money. I remember noticing that one of my checks was was hit harder mm-hmm. and I wanted to balance it out. Right. And I called a couple companies. They don't care. They, they just want their money. Care. They do they not. Don't. They're like, oh, you want the 13th? Cool. <laughs> Okay. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> they, they don't care. So that mm-hmm. I you know, definitely pay attention to those things and um, you know, and make those calls. Yeah. So let's talk about raising your score. Mm-hmm. What are a couple things you could do to raise that credit score? So besides pay your debt, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a that that's one of the biggest things. Well, like is. we talked about, it, you know, sixty five percent and thirty five percent of that is is you know the payment history but what what do you owe you know um so just i just say uh, aggressively attack your if you're by attacking your debt you're obviously going to be raising your credit score Mm -hmm. um if you have the there are credit cards you know that you might be um making good history on or making good payments on like some people might have medical bills you know and those have a whole different payment plan. It might not be the way you have your visa card. Those, you know, you might constantly be making payments on those. So mm-hmm. with that visa company, you could call and ask for a credit increase. Mm-hmm. By doing that, that's, guess what? It's making your credit utilization go down, yeah. right? Because now they've increased your what your, in, what your um, limit. limit is mm-hmm. and your balance is lower. So that's, I think that's one of, and I do that every six months. Sometimes I get denied, sometimes I get approved, but every six months they know they're going to get Hit that button, right? And do it as you're paying it off. Because I will say, as I was paying the card, like, I wasn't doing anything. And they were like, hey, we're going to give you some more money. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that's, the, that's, I was, that's when you know you're doing something right. When they start giving you offers, they start wanting to increase your stuff so you can come back and spend some more. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really the objective. They be paying attention. Don't fall into the trap. <laughs> do not do it. Or at least if you do, like, okay. I will say the exception that I would say put a bunch of money on your card for is something that you know you're going to have all that money back. So for example, mm-hmm. if you're if you're planning a group trip mm-hmm. and I'm getting the Airbnb and everybody has cash apped me mm-hmm. what they owe. Mm-hmm. I will put that on my card because guess what? That's going to look really good especially if you're getting points. It's going to look really good that I put that 3500 on my card because mm-hmm. guess what? I transferred that thing over next day. Right. So that would be the only thing I say, put a bunch of money on your card, <clears throat> it's okay. I would never say that in any other situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just have the discipline. Like, that takes discipline, you know, to have $3,500 in your cash app, mm-hmm. knowing you could swipe a card and it's a credit card and you still have $3,500 in your cash app. You might see some start seeing some stuff. People do, they will spend your money. Like, you have to have discipline. It's just like with anything else, especially, like we say, I, I always relate it to, um, to health. Like, you know, trying to lose weight or gain weight can be, you know, depending on where you are, both of them can be very hard. Um, just having that discipline and consistency, that's going to be, it's just like those little things. Um, running your credit report, yeah. that is one of the easiest ways you have to know where you're starting at to yeah. try to raise your credit limit. If you don't know what's hurting you, um, because you can, I'll be like, I always, you know, I've never been late on my payment, mm-hmm. but still somehow, you know, in the sixes or low sevens or in, even in the fives, you know, you've always, 
you always paid on. So something is in that credit There's report. There's some kind of um, error. It's in or there. Something it's in there. You, and you can make address. calls, mm-hmm. you know, but if you just, because you see your credit score, you just like, I'm going to turn a blind eye if I, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like people that are just afraid to go to the doctor that they'll know something's wrong, right. but they just refuse to go to the doctor. It's going to keep. It's because, not going to get better. Yeah, it's not going to get better. And mm-hmm. it's the same way with your credit. Like, you know, there is something causing you to stay in the sixes when you're making on-time payments. Just run the Just report. Just mm-hmm. run the report. Go through with a highlighter. Mm-hmm. Figure out what it is and start making calls, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, Sean. We, you know, giving you the tools. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Diva advice at gmail.com if you have questions because we want y'all to do well we this do, year. We do. We don't want that you to can. be. You can. We don't can. want that to be on y'all's list at the end of this year. Right. Like, no, no, no. You increased that credit score this time. You <laughs> did it this time. Talk to you early now. All right, right. now. So we're going to get into this listener letter. Something a little nicer. Something a little cuter. <laughs> Um, questions, comments, concerns, shenanigans, diva advice at gmail.com, D I V A A D V I C E at gmail.com. All right, today's letter goes Dear Divas, my man and I have been together for a few years. Things are mostly smooth. We no longer have the wool over our eyes, but we love and respect each other. That's good. One constant issue, though, is his ex. He still speaks to his ex, supposedly just friendly conversation. They trade comments on social media. She still calls to check on him. They don't have children together or ties from marriage. She is still listed as his emergency contact. And he actually expected me to hang with her and fellowship with her and her new man in a social setting. Personally, I think it should be as if an ex doesn't exist once things end. But he, of course, thinks I'm overreacting. Question. Would you be friends with someone you used to have sex with? Are you okay with your partner maintaining contact with someone they were in a relationship with or physical with before? What are your boundaries? Love, Anonymous. Mm. So let's do the first one. Would you still be cool with somebody you used to smash? (laughs) Yes, I've been in contact with someone that I used to smash for almost 15 years. So, yeah. Okay. Would you be like in a relationship? In a relationship, have I talked to that person? Like, would you, yeah, you think that's okay? <laughs> no, I'm asking that question. <laughs> I'm just asking her question. You want me to read it? Okay. I don't need you to reread it. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, in a relationship, I, I stopped talking to that person. Okay. Yeah. So then are you cool with your ex? being like like on these friendly terms with somebody that they used to either be in a relationship with or so they hitting each other up on Facebook they're emergency contacts for each other he no he well I don't know if she's his but she he she said she is still her his emergency contact I don't know if it goes both ways okay so she's his emergency contact they hit each other with it. they talk frequently uh-huh. was what she said he wanted them to be cool at us and I don't know where they were and but she, she wanted, wanted them to be like out. fellowship like you know okay um that's team too much I I think this will is just a very common issue and just from my experience of talking because I have an issue with it um and my experiences of talking with and trying to get an understanding and maturing into therapy um I have learned and come to accept. Mm. Now, I think that's extreme. Emergency contact and all that, it's just a bit much. Mm. But I have come to learn that some t- a lot in, in a lot of men's um, upbringing and, I don't know, they're, they're just their life story, right? Mm-hmm. There are people, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard for them to get bonds with people that they feel genuinely just care about them, right? Like, they don't have motives they don't have whatever they just genuinely care about them like this ex didn't work out but she's a cool person like i don't feel the need to cut her off because she's cool like you can meet her mm-hmm. y'all can be friends we can all hang out like it's it's not an issue mm-hmm. you know um i think men uh, they they want to use that mm-hmm. as a reason because i can guarantee you now if their girl <laughs> got the same friend and feel the same way. Like, I ain't cutting homeboy out. He been there for me. He rode through me when I was sick. da 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 Y'all that close? It's going to be a problem. So that's just a double standard. 
I don't agree with. Um, I have met an ex's ex or whatever, somebody they was with, you know, and it wasn't an issue. But again, that wasn't a person that he was in constant contact with. That certainly wasn't a person, you know, you the ice contact. Like he fall off on the highway 85 and the police, the police calling her before I know about it. That's a problem. Um, there's no frequent communication, but I've also been in that situation, dated someone where they wouldn't let me meet the ex. They wouldn't, you know, never brought her around, definitely talked about it, definitely talked about a relation, and it was an issue. You know what I'm saying? But Like you wanted to meet the ex? I feel like if, for me, if they're going to, if that's going to be that maintained friendship, oh, if it's a okay. genuine friendship, I, got you. I don't feel like just because you have an ex that they have to be cut off. Like, I'm not that blanket, but I do start feeling like when you got to go out to the garage to have a conversation, oh, or you can only talk to them when I'm not around, mm-hmm. um, I can't meet them. Like, to me, those are those are red flags. Yeah, yeah, those are red flags. Um, for me, personally, as I have explained in my the reason that I cut that ex off is because I, I know what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I know what it is, and I just wish that Men, when they claim to have these exes that are just friends, they would just be honest with it. Because I just don't believe that you have an ex that's a friend and that you can't have two or three things of Jack Daniels and get friends with them. And you up and and, then, and you won't go yeah. back. Like, I just, I don't believe that. I will tell you straight up, no, I can't talk to this dude because homeboy would be down here on a first flight. If that's, you know, but we friends, it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. It ain't happened in 15 years. Mm-hmm. But if I put, say, say word, it's there. And mm-hmm. I just, I, that's what I, the issue I have with people acting like, you know, their exes are just friends. It's like, it's just, it, that's done with. That's over and done with. Then why do your ice contact? <laughs> like, what? what? Are you talking about? <laughs> your, your emergency contact in an emergency. This is my go-to? Not your girl. Or your mm-hmm. mama. Or your mama, or your child, so, like no, it no, no. What are the other questions? No. That was it. It was like, would you, would you be happy, or have you been cool with somebody that you used to deal with? Would you be cool with your partner, like maintaining a relationship with somebody that they had sex with or in a relationship with? Like, what are your boundaries? No, there? yeah, I, I, for me personally, I, I don't have an ex that wouldn't cross that boundary, and I guess. And I, I think about that too. Like, guys know how other guys are, right? They know yeah. that. A, but you a guy, so what make? So why is it suddenly an exception that you won't cross the line with her? But you think my guy will cross the line with me? If you know guys, you a guy. What's the difference? Why Sally can't call you as an emergency and be like, "I need you to come yeah. over at three in the morning and it's nothing happened." You a guy. Just you would think that's what's gonna go down in my friend call. Just wanna talk. Yeah, I, that's a double. I just can't get with that double standard. But so yeah. I, I can I say I disagree with anything. I will say this. So it depends for me on the ex being like they never existed. To me, if we ended on bad terms, that's very much how I am. Mm-hmm. Because what do we need to talk about? Period. Um, I maybe have. So we, since, you know, you didn't ask us to bring ourselves to the table. <laughs> I maybe had one ex that it was like, we're still cool. Mm-hmm. But again, when in relationships, <clears throat> that had to be cut off because right. there's, to your point, there's still that vibe that if you crack the door, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> and so it's like, and you know, and I feel like both parties know that. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's just the guy that knows right. that or whatever. Right. Like, as the one, like, I knew that too. So for me, it was just like, again, not, th- th- it wasn't a bad term, wasn't anything mm-hmm. like that. And it, mm-hmm. and time, you know what I mean? When there's been a long time since you were together, it's much easier to kind of be amicable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, in a relationship, I it's like, nah, we, you know, can't like talk. I wish you well, and I mean, I'm I might like something on your your page if I see it, but I'm not like we're not kikiing. We're not. Um, we're more so. We're not friends. We're associates. We're someone we Most know each other. Certainly are not other. frequently calling me. No, um, 
I feel like, so again, maybe it's the, I, I hate to give the lawyer answer. It depends with this exes and my man thing. I feel like I don't really care about social media. Like, little, like you liked something or you commented innocently on a, on a post. Like Every picture. That ain't what she said. <laughs> It's just, we, we're speaking like okay. you're normal. You know what I mean? Exactly. You just like something here and there, or you just like, that's awesome. Like, like some like platonic, harmless comment, I'm not tripping. But to your point, when it becomes a like, you calling, like, what do we have to talk about? I don't know. I will say that. I don't really have exes that we have something to talk about. Yeah. I don't have children no. with any of my exes. I have never been married to any of my exes. I'm not sure what we need to discuss. So for me, that it kind of like the, I will say I get it in Mm. terms of like the phone calls and chit chatting because what are we talking about? Like what, I don't know what we need Mm. to discuss. Um, So you already know where I feel about, what I feel about the emergency. You need to list your mama, your best friend, your baby, something like let her get a call that you heard before I get a call. It's a heard. it's a problem. Like the, it's what? to me that's inappropriate. I do feel like that's inappropriate. Now I might say sis, like okay, she like a page on social media, whatever. But and the other thing that makes a difference for me is like how long has it been since you've been together? Mm-hmm. So if these people were together, like this is is his ex right before you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel where you coming from. Like what are we what are we doing? But if this is an ex from college and y'all now 40 years old, it's kind of like, but again, I'm like, well, why is she, that's, it doesn't make sense because it's like, it why is she your sense. emergency contact? So that's what's making me think this is a more immediate ex. And I do feel like there can be boundaries. Now, sis, don't be chaperoning his social media. But I definitely think that emergency contact, I don't understand it. Mm-mm. And hanging out, like we, why do we need to hang out? And maybe it's I was watching The Crown the other day, and Child Charles introduced Diana to Camilla, and had her sitting there at, at tea, and Camilla was just telling her more stuff about Charles than she knew about it, and she about to be his wife. And I just the audacity you introducing me to your side chick. So that's what I'm saying. Like I get the vibe. I'm not here for it. So for me, the inappropriate boundaries here. I don't want to sit at. Um, Buffalo Wild Wings with your with your ex and her boo. Like I understand she has a boo now, but still, I don't feel the need to do that. We don't have to hang out. Like, and I think maybe in his in his man mind, it's like, see, I'm showing you it ain't really nothing because we hanging out together. But I I just think with to me, I'm just making an assumption. If this chick is his emergency contact, this ex is not that far in the past, no. and I do think it's very. Um, <clears throat> Your feelings are valid regardless. But I do think it is very reasonable to say, hey, I'm a chill, like social media, whatever, but all of this hanging out and this um, chit-chatting mm-hmm. and emergency contact, like I'm not comfortable with that. Especially because you said y'all have been together for enough years that like, as you said, the wool's no longer over over your eyes. It's not like y'all brand new. Like, mm-hmm. what you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I do. I think you need to set some boundaries. And if he's not okay with those boundaries, don't change yours. Mm-mm. Like, because you're not going to be happy in that relationship no. in the long run. It's always going to be tense. And you're going to um, resent him. Yeah, you're going to resent him. And there are men that are hell bound on keeping their friendships with their exes, ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, ex-lover. They are hell bound. And they will, if it's you or her, it's going to be you. Leave, like leave. Trust me, you can find a man out there that is that's done cut off his ex. Cause to me, if it's hellbound, they still right. Like, no, it's no explaining. This makes me uncomfortable. This is a boundary for me. I can't deal with it. What are we gonna do? Yeah. What are we gonna do? Because I can get. I mean, just nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, that man is not gonna be able to handle it Ever. if it's on the, if it's on the other foot. So oh, if you no. couldn't respect it on the other foot, don't it try to don't make me try to respect it on yours. Mm-hmm. Like just don't. I, I just I don't I don't get that with that double standard. So uh-uh, let Brian call you. Hmm. And be hmm. like you want to go bowling. I'm petty. I'll have Brian call me. Let Brian call you. <laughs> I get petty. 
See, don't do that. Don't make don't let Brian start commenting on the Don't you be up against the wall making me feel like what's the emergency with the hard eyes? Let him start putting hard eyes up under your under your phone. Look, I make a I make an ugly comment when you when I'm posted with my man. Mm -hmm. Mm. A roll a roll out. Let him put up under that. You happy? They don't, they don't want to lose it. You hear me? Oh, girl. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the girl. They don't want to play that game. Ooh. You lose every time. So, mm. hey, diva advice at gmail.com. Mm. All right, Quincy. You got it. Set your boundaries. Set your boundaries. Do that. Yeah. So, for paying off debt, there, I think some people have a mentality, right, of I deserve. Mm. And I think that I deserve mentality especially if you already in debt, will keep you in debt. Um, I, I definitely think you should reward yourself, you know, which is one of the reasons that I like the debt snowball because I do feel like you can reward yourself with small things, just like you would if you were on a health journey. You know, I do this, I'm going to maybe go to and get a fancy piece of salmon and a slice of chocolate cake, you know, once a month or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? But with anything, like, I just think the whole... I deserve mentality. Now, I would say, let's let's say you're corporate, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're in a bonus eligible a job and, you know, you get $5,000 in a bonus or $10,000 in a bonus mm -hmm. um, and you just want to blow your whole bonus. Now, your goal is to pay off debt, mm -hmm. right? That's the goal you said. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's tax season or I done got my bonus. I deserve me. You about to go on a trip and spend $4,500 of this $5,000, right? I deserve this trip. Mm-hmm. No, but what you deserve is to pay down this debt that you said was a goal. So when you come back, you're not still stressing. You just got forty five hundred dollars. Let's break. Let's deserve maybe you know whatever it is for you. Forty five hundred dollars or five thousand dollars ain't it, right? Wait, I, how much was the bonus? Let's say it was five thousand. And you spent $4,500 on the trip. Oh, no, babe. How much did she get? <laughs> That's you she can got. take 500 Right. Of that $5,000. Re really, it is. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Because I think this, in this, you know, it's this luxury lifestyle that people, you know, people are talking about. You know where you are. Because people money are very different. If I'm talking to somebody that's at $35,000 and at $350,000, those are different conversations. They are, but, but everybody ain't doing what they're supposed to be Right. Doing. Everybody's got their thing, right? There are plenty of people that have made six figures mm -hmm. and are in a lot of debt. It's not because of the income, right? Mm -hmm. So... I would just say make sure that your I deserve mentality isn't hurting you and harming you from the goal that you're setting of paying off debt. All right. Amen. All right, y'all. So divaadvice at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are under Divas and Duckets. And if you are watching, again, subscribe below. And we will see you next time. In the meantime, in between time. Y'all have a great attitude. <laughs> Bye. Bye.